This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 694, Getting More Out of Life When You Have Less Money, by Cheryl Magyar with tinybuddha.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dan, and I'm here every weekday reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And today I'm gonna keep this intro super short for you. We'll get right to our content as we continue optimizing your life. Getting More Out of Life When You Have Less Money by Cheryl Magyar with tinybuddha.com. Quote, the real measure of your wealth is how much you'd be worth if you lost all your money. Unknown. When we find ourselves not having, quote, enough, times may be rough. However, this is only our first glance, our perceived perception. Not all who have little are poor. None who live simply fit into the status quo and none of us deserves to be judged for what we do or do not own. Poverty lines are a general measure of separating the classes, but they fail to feel emotions, see our genuine qualities, or tell the stories of our lives. They quantify our income, encourage us to strive for more, but more of what? More money to engage in better opportunities? More cash to buy more stuff? Numbers have a tendency to lose their meaning when they don't add up. A well-paying job with no time for family is no better or worse than barely scraping by without savings, yet having no debt. There are many lessons to be learned from being poor. If you have ever been on your last coin, or more than once, chances are good that you may have experienced an enlightened state of being. Voluntarily choosing to live with less is quite different than being born into poverty, yet the paths overlapped and intersect on so many levels. Searching for the silver lining of a free fall into a greatly reduced income, of which my husband and I caught the winds of almost a decade ago, we discovered the concept of minimalism and simplicity. At first, I was terrified at the aspect of living off of so little money, coming from a consumer culture that defines worth in terms of income. However, rationality quickly stepped in after that initial panic, and feelings of being lost without monetary stability were replaced by a desire to live well within our means. There was no denying the change of mindset that was rapidly taking place. We made a tiny handful of money, way below poverty measures, that allowed us to go to the grocery store a couple of times a month for food, and the rest we had to acquire for ourselves in other ways, learning to forage, trading, growing. Every coin we made went toward nourishing our bodies, because good health is the most important aspect of survival. When we couldn't afford electricity for eight months, we lit the kitchen with a few beeswax candles. When they burned out, we went to bed early, only to wake up with the sun. Employment was nowhere to be found in the countryside. We had no internet connection, and it seemed that life was on standby. Months and years went by, and it was hard. We didn't buy anything we couldn't afford. We didn't want what we couldn't attain. And all the while, we didn't complain. The last part confused a lot of people. We didn't complain because we accepted the situation we were in, and rather than fight it, we decided to learn from it it is possible to live well, well below the poverty line. Much of it depends on your state of mind. Part of it comes from where you enter the phase of living with less. But wherever life takes you, lessons are waiting to be found. One, you may already have enough. In our past, we had acquired all the things we needed for survival, and then some. Clothes out of fashion, but definitely not out of use. Pots, pans, dishes, music, games. Though we didn't have the ability to buy things anew, we certainly did not go without. When you have little, you may still have more than you realize at first glance. 
Set possessions aside and focus on life that surrounds you, friends, family, your health. Foster those intangible yet all-important connections. Most importantly, make peace with patience. Slowly moves the world without flowing cash or access to the internet, and it still remains a beautiful place to be. Two, less time with electronic gadgets leaves you more room for people. Physical relationships are the ones that foster real laughter, genuine love, and lasting memories. Conversations flourish in the absence of technology. We can relearn to have meaningful discussions without a cell phone on the table. They only serve as a distraction at the dinner table and attest to our shortening attention spans. Three, solitude gives you time to delve into your emotions. It gives you time to think about life. Inner reflection is hard to focus on when we are busy day and night. So get unbusy and make more time for dreaming, questioning, and contemplating. Find quiet activities to let your mind expand to new horizons. You have the time. Four, nature provides us with much beauty, energy, and inspiration. No money for a concert? Great. Go listen to the night song of crickets in summertime. Listen to frogs bellow. Listen to birds or running water. Hike, walk, bike, get out of your four corners and find freedom in the wild. Five, self-reliance will foster an unending sense of independence. Spend time reading books. Volunteer your time to learn and teach new skills, meeting new people and creating opportunities for advancement as you go about daily life. See the connections and feel what is important for your personal growth. Rather than feel guilty that we couldn't afford to eat out, we chose to develop our cooking skills and embrace the art of slow food. We grew vegetables in the garden to preserve for winter. We baked our own pies and pastries. We relished in our growing confidence of all matters related to providing for oneself. In eight years, one can acquire immense knowledge, and our wealth grows with our ever-increasing set of useful skills, from knitting to felting to cobbling to shoemaking, that we can apply over many aspects of life. Six, happiness cannot be bought. It can be grown, cultivated, tended, and nurtured, but you won't find it on a store shelf or a screen. Happiness comes when you are at peace with who you are right in this moment, with your job or lack of it, with your salary or lack of it, with your friends or lack of them, with your wants fulfilled or lack of that. Struggles can bring out the worst or the best in us. Living with less money than ideal is certainly a challenge, and if we haven't been there ourselves, we certainly know someone who has been financially in need. You can be rich and poor or poor and rich, depending on where you place your values. Wanting less speaks volumes about your personality. It has nothing to do with charts and graphs that society creates, but it has everything to do with you, the way you treat yourself, and the much-deserved attention you give to others around you. The next time you take a pay cut, voluntarily or not, remember the advantages of more time, more meaningful experiences, and a whole lot less stuff to store along the way. You are not defined by your past. You and your thoughts are the future. Learn, let go, and move on. You can live with much less than you ever thought possible and find many uplifting wins to carry you on your way. You just listened to the post titled Getting More Out of Life When You Have Less Money by Cheryl Magyar with tinybuddha.com. 
And I'm going to keep this ending nice and brief for you today. But before we go, it would be really great if you could come by oldpodcast.com support and check out some of the different ways you can support these shows. Most of them are totally free, like sharing the podcast with a friend, writing a rating and review, and more. So we would really appreciate it. Again, that link is oldpodcast.com support. That's oldpodcast.com support. And that is it for today. Thank you so much for being here and for listening all the way through. And I'll see you tomorrow in the Friday show. That's where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.